Thanks for tuning in to Good Friends, Better Rivals on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, Pro Tennis Tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Oh, oh, snap. Technical difficulties, bro. What is good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Mathana, and welcome to Good Friends, Better Hours. We're back. We took two weeks off because of back. stuff and personal reasons, and, you know, people were tired. It's Ramadan, you know, all that jazz. Caleb had to go out of town, and then Caleb had to become a great uncle and take take people out to the movies, so we took a couple, took a two weeks off. But we're back. We're better than ever, and we're going to be talking New York Giants and Cowboys football, as well as the XFL coming down to its final weeks. And the USFL is beginning Exciting. in the next couple of weeks. Exciting. You may say, Ferris, you said you're a Giants fan. I am a Giants fan. For now, I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I bleed blue. You see this? Blue. Blue right here. But the USFL, I got a team as well. See this, baby? Houston Gamblers. Because we gamble. We roll the dice. And we see what happens. One of the best defenses in the league last year. Fortunately, we didn't have a good offense. And we also then got rid of our head coach, Kevin Sumlin. We brought our we brought a new head coach called Ken Johnson. But you know what's weird about the, the USFL, guys? Let me tell you what's weird about the USFL between me and Caleb. We're both Gamblers fans. Both gamblers, yeah, fans. We're both gamblers, fans. That's the thing. Both gamblers, fans. So there's not going to be a lot of arguing over which team is the yeah. best in the USFL because Caleb, who's the best team in the USFL? Well, not the gamblers. I don't like Caleb. Oh wow, you're willing to Italians. you're willing to be irrationally optimistic about the Cowboys, but you're not going to be irrational optimistic about the Houston. Oh, how am I irrationally optimistic? I'm not irrationally. I'm very rationally optimistic. <laughs> Uh, but guys, before before we get into it, there's a couple of big stories in the NFL we're going to talk and touch about. But before anything happens, make sure everyone to subscribe to the channel. We're at 95 subscribers. We're trying to get to 100. We get to 100 with the custom URL, and we go from 100 to 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 1,000. You know what it is. You know how, you know what the game is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat you all over the head with it. You guys know what's going on. Like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys so much. We have a lot of great content. Starting 11. It's phenomenal. Uh, the, you know, this show here, pretty damn good. The rally, me and Adelia. Um, then, you know, betting the NFL is stopped for a minute, but it's going to come back in in a, in a couple of months. And as well as the fantasy football show, like I always do, we're bringing it back. But now I'll break it down. The biggest news coming out of the NFL, Caleb. We got new ownership yeah. in Washington. Yeah. The Washington Commanders were sold today. Uh, it's not finalized. Um, they, they there is there is a new a new owner. Ten, um, like 
they said exclusively or non-exclusively, they picked somebody they want to sell the team to, but they're still finalizing out details. Tomorrow, they could be like, I don't want to sell it to this guy. And then they go do another round of bids. But at the current moment, the Washington Commanders, Dan Snyder and his wife, Tanya Snyder, sold their team to a group led by Josh Harrison. Josh Harris. Josh Harris. You guys may not know who he is. Yeah. And a group of other people, but he's the leader of the group. That's probably because he probably has the most money. That, that's how it be. Nowadays, a singular person doesn't buy a team. Groups buy teams nowadays. Um, except unless you're unless you're a Walmart and you kind of just buy the entire team by yourself with a couple of minor owners you that are like six million dollars just laying around. I mean, kind of have to bring some other people. But I'm talking about the, the Broncos were four billion. So yeah, you know, so. the Walmart guy definitely had the four billion. Because it's Walmart. Yeah. Um, but six billion, you're correct. That's a, a group of people. Uh so Josh Harris, um, his resume involves he's actually an owner of two other sports teams, actually. He's a, the co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, as well as the co-owner of the New Jersey Devils. So now he adds a NFL team to his portfolio of teams, as well as a member of a member of the group, by the way, is none other than Magic Johnson. And literally, Magic Johnson buys sports teams nowadays. He's a part of every group. Every group has Magic Johnson in it. He's like, oh, your team's up for sale? Let me take it. Your group, oh, let me get that. Let me get this. Let me Is get it in every sport now? Um, Except, no, he, no, he is in basketball, actually. That's the thing people don't talk about. He is in basketball. He's a part owner of the Lakers. He owns the mm-hmm. Sparks. He owns the Dodgers, and now he's a part of the ownership group in in Washington. He's not in hockey, unless he ha- unless he has a piece of the Kings. I don't know. Mm, probably not because the buses probably sold the Kings t- to somebody else. So he's not in hockey and he's not in world football. Um, but yeah, he's in almost every sport known to man. Uh, but not Caleb, hey man. You know I'm a Giants fan. You're a Cowboys fan. We saw that the reign of terror of Dan Snyder inflicted yeah. on his on his fans. Yeah. And you know what? We thoroughly enjoyed it. We appreciate yes. you, Dan. That's why it's a little better sweet here. Like yeah. I, it's you know you you enjoy it because I mean I hate I hate Washington. I'm glad they were sucking for all these years. It was awesome to awesome to see um just run that team right into the ground. Um but it's also it's also uh uh I, I so I'm about to see him go because he's a terrible person, and you know you don't yes. want good, you know you don't want him. You don't want bad people to be yeah, exactly. He, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. It, it's good to see him go, but you know Washington might get better with this new ownership group, and we don't want to see that because we don't because we have to yeah. play them twice a yeah. year, and they're our rivals, and <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything good to happen to Washington. But it, it's good for like it's good for football in general that he's gone, mm-hmm. but you know it's bad for you know. That we have to play them and they're all rivals. Um, so you know, and you know, like I said, we like seeing Washington do bad, and they were really bad for really the last bad. uh 24 uh, years or so. And uh, um, it was great to watch, but uh, bad to bad to watch um, him do bad things to other people and his employees and all that stuff. Yeah, now I'm with you 100%. Caleb loved it because the team sucked and he stunk as an owner. It was phenomenal seeing them year after year. 
except that one year where they had Robert Griffin the third and they were pretty good, but then that didn't really last. He, he ruined it or Mike Shanahan ruined it. Somebody ended up always ruining something and they were always bad, but I'm with you, man. Good riddance, good riddance. The stories that came out about this man that were, that were told and corroborated and the, the environment he fostered just, one of them was that allegedly, because he can't sue me if I say allegedly, allegedly one of the reports was he used the cheerleading squad as an escort service for his buddies. So that, that that's not cool. He forced, uh, the report was, um, I'm alleging, this, this was, was alleged in the report, he made them become escorts. They're trying to be cheerleaders. But not a, not in Washington. So good riddance. That man should be in jail, in my opinion, the way he operated. Because he also broke financial laws, I think. So he broke financial yeah. laws as well as breaking other laws and just being a horrible person. But, you know, the, the way sports works is the way you get rid of horrible people, you make them sell their team to get a bunch of money. People be like, yeah. talk about Donald. Yeah, like that, that's the way. That's the way. Because at the end of the day, the the commissioner can't boss it, it, an owner. Still, I think it still hurts him. I think it still hurts him because he really wanted this team. Like he really, he, he fought. Yeah, to he, the did. End he did. He did. He did for his team. So I think it does hurt him to lose his team. Um, yeah, you know, because I mean, I did for one thing. He may have been bad owner, but I do think he loved being the owner uh, of the uh, of his team. Mm -hmm. But um you know, I mean, yeah, he gets six million dollars, but he already had billions of dollars. So I mean, it's not like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't thing. really matter. He yeah. has more billions. Like, he already had billions, yeah. so it doesn't really change anything, um, and financially wise or his lifestyle or anything. He just he buys yeah. another yacht. I mean, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. The I feel like the <laughs> NFL has a lot of the NFL has a lot of billionaires. You know, you well, Paul Allen, while he was still alive, billionaire, uh, Carolina billionaire, Cronky billionaire uh snyder billionaire jerry became a billionaire um um steve tish is a billionaire i think i think the maras all the maras money is, is nfl related same thing with the davises they're all nfl related um that's the weird thing about the new york giants that people don't talk about you know what i mean caleb they're not owned by one family or one group that's collected. They're owned by two families. That's the thing yeah. people don't talk about the New York Giants, the way they operate. It's really weird. They're owned by the Maras and the Tishes. The Tishes actually are the richer family because Steve Tish bought like bought like half the team with his like because he's in the entertainment business and he like kind of like saved the Maras kind of I think back in the day. Um, don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on that. New York Giants fans who think I'm an idiot and probably don't know history, but yeah, they they operate like there's two owners of the New York Giants. There's no not one owner. Steve Tish defers to John on occasion, but Steve Tish and him are like this. They're together. They're together, and I think that's why the Giants have kind of rebounded their image and rebounded the way they operate. Because I think Steve Tish was like, "Hey, yo, John, we need to fix this now." That's the one thing people don't talk about the New York Giants because the Cowboys are run by the Joneses. It's Jerry, mm -hmm. Stephen, and his daughters and his other son. The Joneses. The Steelers. The Roonies. 
Art Rooney the fourth or the fifth or the eighth, which whatever Rooney it was, but it's the Roonies. Um, Jed York is Eddie DeBarlow Jr.'s nephew. He's Eddie's sister's son, so they still own the team, the DeBarlows technically, but it's technically the Yorks, but it's technically still the DeBarlows because of 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 DeBar um of York's mom is DeBarlow, the Cronkies. Cronky. Um, Davis, Davis, you know what I mean? The McNairs in Houston, they own the team. Like, but the New York Giants, it's two owners. It's it's it like it's I always found that fascinating with me. You know what I mean? Like, like the Jets are owned by the Johnsons. It's the Johnsons, that's it. But the Giants are owned by two families, two dudes own the team. And I'm just like, how do they operate? You know what I mean? Like, what if one person disagrees? What if they disagree? These these rich people disagreeing. You know what I mean? That's crazy, right? Like, Jerry disagrees with his son. It's like, ah, whatever. Whatever, Steven. Yeah, yeah. Screw you. I'm still going to, I'm still going to get. Yeah, they disagree a lot. And it's like, you know, I'm still going to get Greg Hardy. You know why? Because I'm technically still your boss. Because I'm I'm the owner of the team. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because Steven is the director of player. That example. I'm sorry. I don't know. Some it was, it was recent. It was recent, man. I don't know. Sorry, you're, you're, no, it was not recent. It was years yeah, ago. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, but that's that, that's the most recent horrible decision because it wasn't Jerry's idea to trade uh, Amari Cooper, was it? I don't know. Uh, I think it was. I think I think he would probably Jerry. That was Jerry's idea. Yeah. yeah, I think he Jerry. had some personal issues with him. Yeah, I think he. I think that was the main reason why he. Got traded in the first place. Okay, good. See right there. There's another example. See, Jerry's like, I'm gonna trade Amari. Shut up, Steven. You know what I mean? He could he could still trade him because he's Steven's boss, technically. You know what I mean? But like, because he's the owner. But like, yeah, the, I always found the Maras and the Tishes very kind of un, a unique relationship. And we're talking about NFL ownership. It's two families owning one team. How does that happen? Like, I, I just I just always how always found that fascinating. You know, and like one one is tech one is richer than the other. I believe, and the way they operated for years, it, like it was always fascinating to me. Like, like why doesn't anyone talk about this? Like, this is two, like it's two families owning a team. I just always found it fascinating. But speaking of the New York Giants, Caleb, uh, let's talk about the let's let's talk about the New York Giants' information first, and then we'll move on to the Cowboys. Um, two right. big stories coming out of of the of the Giants camp. Two big stories besides the top thirty visits that, that they have. They've extended to the wide receivers like Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. A bunch of a bunch of top thirty visits. Um, well, we'll probably do an episode of of our you know positions we should target in the draft in the future because the draft's in a in like a week or two, I believe. So probably you know in a week or two we'll we'll do that. And then um, and then the two big stories are. Saquon Barkley is not going to show up for voluntary, uh, voluntary off-season workouts, and Dexter Lawrence is not going to show up for voluntary off-season workouts, and it sparked a debate between what they should do. Right? Um, there are people who say Saquon Barkley, business is business. We understand Saquon, hold out, get your money. You know what I mean? Fine, do your yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. People say, did. "Oh, this is very very much looking like what Zeke did." Exactly, you know, and uh, and then there's Dexter Lawrence, who is also um, staying out, which is, you know, understandable because 
Dexter Lawrence is seeing all these defensive tackles get these new deals. Deron Payne in, in, in Washington. Jeffrey Simmons in Tennessee. And he's like, ooh, baby, money, money, money. Because he's going to use them as a basis to his deal. Um, he's one of the best defensive tackles at, at pressuring the quarterback. He was in the top five, almost top three in QB pressures at that position. And I think top 10 in defensive lineman, period. He's a defensive tackle that can get sacks. Is a special defensive tackle. Caleb, I mean, correct you can me if I'm wrong. Send him over right here. Yeah. If you don't but, want to pay him. Let me send him. No, we, I mean, absolutely not. Hey, dude, I swear to God, dude. Like, if he ever wore that shitty shade of blue, I'll, I will I will, run myself into the traffic, okay? Straight up. This show will this show will, will not continue. I'll quit. I'll quit. I said, I'll quit. I swear to God, I'll quit. I'll quit where I stand. You know, you hear me? But he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. You can't let people like him walk out the door, so he's going to get paid. So his him not showing up to voluntary workouts... It doesn't matter. Like, but here's the thing, Caleb. That's the thing, Caleb. Like, listen to what I'm saying. Voluntary. Voluntary. Why the hell does Dexter Lawrence need to be a voluntary workout? What, to tell him the defense again that he already learned last year? It's like, yeah. what, you, what you need to tell me? What, what you need to tell me? Hey, hey, Andre, I love you. Andre Patterson, our defensive line coach. Andre Patterson cr- helped create those uh, menacing fronts in Minnesota. So he's like, yo, Andre, man, what you going? You gonna tell me the same thing you told me last year? I'll see you at training camp, homie. And Andre's like, cool, man. It's voluntary. Voluntary workouts. Here's my opinion for years, every for years since I've been watching the NFL. Voluntary workouts are for veterans that are new for the team, new to the team, and rookies. That's it. I agree. I agree. Like I don't want that uh, unless anyway. you're like unless there's a quarterback and you have some new receivers and that yes uh, that, that makes sense. Yes, yes. You show up, you throw you you throw some routes, you have you have a good time and you do your thing, right? Because they protect you involuntarily. Yeah, but like you know, like you, you know, Dexter Lawrence is like I don't need to be here. You know, I'm gonna get my cash. I'll come up later. But here's the thing about Saquon Barkley: they're both captains. They're both captains. The biggest key is I, I was on Twitter. Um, I saw someone. Um. Eli, Eli vibes. Shout out to Eli. Eli Ricks. Shout out to him. Great follow on Twitter. Giants. Shout out to you, Giants family. He said he's a captain. You know, I, he gets the business side. I get the business side, but he's a captain. He should show his face and show up and, you know, you know, talk about it. I understand where Eli's coming from. The captain side. My, my always compromise with that is you're, you're holding out. You want more money. That's perfectly fine. You can, you can do two things. Don't show up at all and just negotiate. Like Ezekiel Elliott did, you can do that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, or in, in he the, doesn't uh, do what Ezekiel did and go to Cabo not, and uh, not, not, not stay up. in shape and yeah. uh, don't work out and uh, come in uh, 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 looking pretty bad and then kind of just fall off after. Yeah, <laughs> that, that honestly, I, honestly, I don't think Saquon would ever do that. But you can. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. But just don't just yeah. Yeah, just don't do that. Um, but then here's option two: what Saquon could do. Oh, here's what two options Saquon could do. He can show up. And not do anything. You can just show up and just stand there, and just like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" You can do that. Either either way, with me, I don't mind it because you know business is business, right? But you know, but these other you know these other Giants fans, these other Giants people, they're saying he's a bad leader. You know, 
I'm not saying Eli said that. Eli did not say that. Eli did not say that. I actually, I understand where Eli's coming from. I understand where Eli's coming from. I, you know, there was, there, you know, I agree with it. I, I kind of agree. You know, either you show up and just do nothing. You just show up. You could do that. That's perfectly fine. You just show up, just stand there be like, hey, what's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, Joe? Just show up and just stand on the sideline and do nothing. You could do that. Or you, because a lot of, a lot of people do that. Or you just don't show up. You know, you just don't do it. Perfectly fine. But, you know, but other people are saying like, you know, He's a leader. He should be there. You know, the, the, he's, he's, he's Mike Lombardi. That's who I was talking about. It was Mike Lombardi. He said the giants are suffering from a disease of me because Daniel Jones got his money. Now everyone thinks it's time for them to get their money. No, yeah. it's not. It's not how that works. That's business is business. You don't look at other, like the NFL, NFL players don't look at other positions pockets because they don't play the same position. Like an like a guard isn't gonna look at a quarterback and say, You played a quarterback 160 million. I want 75. You do that's not how that works. You're the reason why well, you do when you're the reason why he was good. I mean, safe on Barkley and sit there. It wasn't Daniel Jones that was making us win. Like I was doing a lot of the work heavy lifting. That that's where that's where uh safe on Barkley said, Yeah, you have I, a case. I, I deserve, uh, you have a case paid like him. You have a case. I'm not disagreeing. You have a case. You know, you have a case. That is true. You, you have a case. But but his thing, but but Saquon Barker's like, all right, fine. My boy Daniel got his money. I'm happy for him. That's my guy. And and this thing, like, oh, the agent misread the 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 market. Like, nah, the agent, what did he do? Like missed by two million? You know, you saying like he's worth more than 12, he's worth 14. He literally said, I don't want 16 million dollars. So it had to be he wanted 14 and 15, and they were like, we're, we're capping it at 12. And he was like, I want 14. You know, because there's there's he he literally said it in a quote, Caleb. Saquon Barkley said, I'm not concerned by I'm not concerned at getting 16 million dollars publicly. He said that publicly. Because Christian McCaffrey makes 16 million a year. He's the highest paid running back in the NFL. He said, I'm not worried about getting 16. Yeah. He literally said that. So I think the difference is t- the 14 to 12. He said, give me 14 or 15. And the Giants were like, we're capping it at 12. That's what we're doing. We're capping it at 12. Because the deal, the floor the of the deal, it depends on, the. I think the year is worth, I think I think it was three for three for 12 a year. I think three or four for 12 a year. You know? So it was probably, you know, 12, 12 times four is, 48. He's probably gonna get probably like 48 million, but I don't know how many that was that guaranteed. Or is it three for three for 12, which is 36? So he was gonna get a three 30, three for 36 or four for 48, something like that. Um, I haven't I haven't I haven't read the article in a while. Um, uh, so don't don't quote me on this Giants Giants fam. Don't get mad at me. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing that's that's the difference. He wanted 14. He they said we're capping it at 12. And then they let the market play it. And all these other running backs accepted these lesser deals. And then Seiko Bark is like, I'm not David Montgomery. You're not gonna give me his contract. That's not happening. <laughs> Excuse me? Like, who are you? Like so, he's like, that's I'm not I'm I'm better than Miles Sanders. Okay, all right, let's make let's make. He's like, I'm let's make this very clear. 
Miles is my Penn State brother, but I'm better than him. Okay. So the minimum floor is 10 million because the, the franchise tag is 10 million. So probably they disagreed on the 12 to 14 because he said he wasn't really aiming for 16. If he got 16, he would have been happy. But you know, he 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 also knows, you know, I'm a running back. Let me not overshoot myself. Let me try to get 14. And the Giants, man, they negotiate hard against the like they negotiate, man. They don't cave. They negotiate on everybody. People forget, man. A little better with Daniel Jones. Well, yeah, man. They they kind of made the contract like like uh, the outs in the in the. It's weird, man. I don't understand these contracts nowadays, Caleb. There's like void years. There's outs, guarantees post June first, pre June first. It. I'm just like, what the what the hell is you talking about? What's going on right now? Do you know what Zizo Shari's deal with Tennessee? You have, you saw that deal? No. It's no, it's five years or four years, right? But after year one, three years are voidable. So like if Aziz shits the bed year one, they could cut him and the contract's over. And I'm like, wait, so technically the contract's a one-year, $5 million contract, technically. It's like, so it's it's weird, man. It's like these contracts, the way they operate these contracts, because let's be real, Caleb, the NFL owners, they don't want a salary cap. They don't want one. But they keep one because it keeps salary down. But if they didn't care about salaries, the NFL wouldn't have a salary cap. It would be the MLB. It would be the MLB. You know, you you telling me, Caleb, yeah. a sport that make that the like the MLB doesn't make as much money as the NFL nowadays. The NFL makes what eighteen billion dollars a year, eighteen bill, eighteen bill. No. Yeah. So now imagine this, man. Imagine this, Caleb. You're Dak Prescott. You're Dak Prescott. And you're the QB of literally the most popular team in America. You know, we hate we hate to say that, but that's the way the media has done it in the PR. You know, the Cowboys have great PR and great marketing, so they've done it. They've become technically America's team due to PR and marketing from the 70s on, all right? You're the quarterback, and you sign this contract, and you're like, oh, man, look at this big-ass deal, man. I got 100 million guaranteed. That's cool, man. That's great. And you see this pitcher get $300 million guaranteed and he only plays once every five days. He starts once every five days and he's getting $300 million. But you're Dak Prescott and you're like... Quarterbacks only start once every seven days, but... That's a good point. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. point. Well, every NFL player only plays once every seven days. Uh, you know what? That's no, a different sport. It's different sport than much tougher. Yeah, it's a different sport. That's a different. Yeah, it's a different sport. You know, it's a bad example. All right, let me use the NFL. Let me use the NBA. You look at the NBA, right? And you're like Dak Prescott, and you're getting hundred million dollars. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But then you go to the NBA, and you're like, why is that six man also getting six hundred million? Uh, hundred million dollars? I'm confused here. Like, why is Toby Harris a two hundred million dollar player? Well, I, I get the... that because I mean, there's not as many players on a basketball team. You can pay them more because there's yeah, not as true. many players to pay. See, so sports there's economics is kind players of different. On a football right? team, so it has to spread. You have to you have to lower it to spread it around. No, I understand that. No, no, I understand it too. But not every contract. Even though, let's say Caleb, you're offering the the fortieth man on your roster forty thousand dollars, right? You'd be like, I'm giving you forty thousand. I was like, cool, but I'm only giving you twenty twenty thousand guaranteed. And you're like, what? The, what? What? Yeah. 
Only twenty, only th- only twenty thousand. I mean, I think guaranteed. the minimum is like six, seven hundred thousand. But... Oh, okay, yeah, I'll find a way to cheat somebody. So wait, the, yeah, it is the league minimum. Yeah, the league minimum was slightly under a million dollars. Yeah, so all right, so they offer the fortieth man six hundred thousand dollars, but they're like, okay, only like four four hundred thousand is guaranteed. You have to earn the extra two hundred thousand, and then you're like, what the heck? You can't even give me the full six hundred thousand guaranteed. Like, no, not happening. Because they, they, the NFL owners, man, they'll just be throwing money at everybody. Money, man. Just money, money, money. Trust me, man. That's how it be. They don't want they don't want true free agency because they don't want bidding wars because they know there's certain owners in the NFL that are richer than them and that will outbid them like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be rude to you. If, if, if true, free agency, true free agency ever happened in the NFL, bidding wars would ensue just left and right. Imagine Caleb, if after Dak Prescott, after Patrick Mahomes filled out his four-year commitment in the fifth-year option, he 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 did, he did the full five years, and a franchise tag never existed. He spent his full five years in Kansas City, and he became a true free agent. Bidding, bidding war, bidding war. The man would the man got a three hundred million dollar deal from Kansas City, but if he went to market. 400 million 350 maybe i mean you know how many whatever i want to pay him it's literally whatever yeah uh, can go as high as possible i mean that's basically exactly. like an automatic super bowl bid. yeah you're basically so, buying an automatic super bowl bid yeah so like imagine imagine homes. imagine imagine the the new denver broncos owner was like you know what i'm gonna stick it to kansas city i'm gonna steal their quarterback and he's going to stay in my division. And he's like, I'll give you half a billion dollars right now, Patrick. And Patrick was like, what? Excuse me? Half a bill right now. A true free agent. Imagine killed an NFL with true free agency. Pure chaos. I want to see it. But it's not going to happen. Because the NFL owners are not going to do that. They know that's why the salary cap exists. That's why franchise tags exist. Because those mechanisms are there to keep them from fucking each other over and screwing the players over. They want to keep salaries down, keep control and kind of move it along. But if those mechanisms never existed, man, war would ensue. War would ensue. But back to Saquon Barkley. If you show up, you show up. If you don't show up, you don't show up. I know business. Business is business. This is all business. His teammates understand what's going on. He's in Arizona with Daniel Jones, all the wide receivers, Darren Waller. They're all in Arizona, you know, having like kind of like mini camp already. Kind of already training camp, if you think about it. Voluntary workouts. They're already in Arizona together. Isaiah Hodges, Darius Slayton. I think think Paris Campbell's out there. They're already there. They're already together. So Mike Lombardi saying that this is going to destroy the locker room. Because now people want to get paid. Like, do you not, like, are they not supposed to want to get paid? Like, what's Mike Lombardi talking about? Him and Bucky Brooks. What are they, what are they talking about? So I, so I shouldn't want to be paid. Like, I, like, you know, like, I, like, I understand what you're talking about. Like, I'm the reason this offense ran. Like, I get that. That's a great, that's a, yeah, that's a great case. But like, he's not mad that Daniel Jones got paid. He got paid. He got paid. He's a quarterback, whatever. It is what it is. But I'm supposed to like then say don't pay me, like, 
It's good. So the, the teammates are going to be mad at Saquon Barkley for wanting to get paid. Did, did the, did the cow Caleb, do you hear any reports of the Cowboys teammates saying, Oh, why, 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 you know, why does Dak want to get paid? Why, why does he, why doesn't he just sacrifice? What's wrong with him? Why, why does it, why is Ezekiel holding out? Like, what's up with that? Like, bro. Uh, I think maybe some did. <laughs> oh, no, no. That offensive lineman. Yeah, that offensive lineman did say that. I mean, Remember that offensive lineman who said that? I don't remember which uh, one it was, but someone did I it. Think, I, think, I'm not, I think some did uh, on Zeke. Uh, that, Zeke, that, yes. I, I but no, but Dak, like, Dak's like. For him. Yeah, like. Out. Yeah, people, people, were, people weren't mad that, you know, Dak was going to. Well, actually, Dak didn't hold out. He broke his ankle. And then when he broke his ankle. They realized how bad you were without him. Then he gave him the deal that offseason. So actually, Dak getting injured actually helped his contract. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and, and also because Zeke kind of jumped him and said, I should get paid before Dak. And um, mm-hmm. that's where it was kind of like contentious. Um, the fact that mm-hmm. you were like kind of skipping the line. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But yeah, like here's the thing, man. Staquan Barkley has literally done everything we've asked of him to do. I will never turn my back on players. You're talking to a man who still roots for Odell Beckham Jr. You know what I mean? Thank the Lord he's not a Jet or a Cowboy. Thank God he's in Baltimore. So I can watch him without feeling awful. But yeah, like, it doesn't matter, man. Saquon Barkley is going to hold out, whatever. He's going to show up, whatever. And here's here's the thing. A bunch of people haven't signed their franchise tags yet. They're still negotiating. Negotiations are ongoing. I don't know what what they're talking you think, about. You what think if him he and Joe Shane are ta- like, um, uh, like Le'Veon Bell? Just like, does it like get a that full bad? year? Like a yeah. full year? Mm. I don't know because I think Saquon, he's one of that. He's one of those football players that they love football to their detriment of their own selves. So they're they're gonna come in and play. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell was like. I know what I'm worth and I want my money. And Pittsburgh was like, we're not paying you nothing. And then he, he held out. Did say what Le'Veon Bell did, that was extreme self-discipline. Like for real. It was wild. Some people be like, oh, but it backfired on him. It is what it is. But yeah, I think Saquon probably is gonna hold out and then come in. You know what I mean? So probably that. But um, yeah, man. Dexter Lawrence, he's holding out because he knows he's getting the deal. Because the that the, the those contract talks have been going on since last year, and you're gonna have to sign him, bro. Because bro, he's he's blossoming with our very eyes. He was he has a defensive coordinator who knows how to use him. He knows how to move him around. Um, also, two men in the draft. The watch how the Giants try to draft interior defensive line depth because Joe Shane always talks about defensive defensive interior depth. But now to the other team in blue, Caleb, the Dallas Cowboys. The big stories coming out of out of uh out of Arlington. Yeah, well, of not Arlington. Stories. Um yeah, where are you guys well, based out of based out of um uh Frisco. Frisco. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Frisco. Yeah, yeah Frisco. Yep. Um yeah, not a lot of big stories. Um, obviously, we've been away for a couple of weeks. So uh, during those couple of weeks, we did, um, like I, I was talking about, we should sign uh, Jonathan Hankins because um, we had a big lack of depth uh, in, right in that middle. 
and the defensive tackle. And when we signed, um, when we traded for him uh, midway through the season, um, when he was in there, he, he did make a great difference. Um, our, our rush defense uh, definitely got better because that was the big problem at the beginning of the year was our rush defense. We couldn't we couldn't stop anybody running the ball. Uh, we, we 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 get him um, during the season, and he he did make a difference when he was playing. Um, you really saw he, he he helped the run defense uh, in a big way, and then um, then he got hurt, and then uh, he came back and played uh, pretty well. So I'm glad I'm glad we signed him back because, um, like I said, we have a severe lack of of depth there. Just not good guys, not like big guys that can really um, stop the run. We got a lot of guys who are pass rushers um, at the defensive tackle, not really, um, you know, big, big stocky guy like Jonathan Hankins um, there to fill up the middle. Um, we need more. We need more. I mean, that's just uh, one guy um, at that spot. Um, that's why in the draft, I hope we're getting, going for another big guy um, that can do the same thing because Jonathan Hankins ain't going to play um, every single down. So we need another guy that can – uh, you know, be in rotation with him uh, to help stop the run because that is our biggest problem um, is that these tackles but and stopping the run. Um, so hopefully we can uh, still, but it does, like I said, it doesn't, we don't have to get him in the first round because we have Jonathan Higgins because we made that signing. If we didn't make that signing, then I was like, like we really need to get a decent tackle in here in the first round. But with that signing, just like, like it's just like the other signs, just like the Seven Gilmore, just like the, Brandy Cooks, just a veteran guy um, that's at least there that can play well, and we don't have to be desperate and go after a first-round guy um, at that spot. And we really can, you know, people like to say pick the best player. I mean, I really feel like we we can go into this draft and pick the best player um, at any one of those spots, you know, um, because we do have a a, a good veteran guy to uh, to at least um, uh, play play well. At that spot, while another you know younger guy um, develops, even if he's not like a first round pick, he's second, third, fourth, something like that, and um, we can develop, develop that guy while the veteran's still there. Um, so that's good. That, that was a good uh, signing for us. And then, uh, as far as our biggest need right now is still that left guard spot. We still don't know what we're doing there. I mean, there's like all kinds of speculation what we're doing. I mean. Speculation of Terrence Steele, um, Jerry talking about Terrence Steele moving to left guard, talking about, you know, whether um, T- Tyler Smith moves back in the left guard and Tyron Smith is left tackle. All types of speculation of what we're going to do at the left guard spot. I don't know what we're doing at the spot. Um, I'd rather just, you know, take a guy in the first round, um, you know, when, when the uh, whatever guy falls to us, whoever the best guard is at the time. Um, at the our, our pick at twenty six, I think. Um, Osiris Torrenson. Osiris. Yeah, that's, that's the lot. That, that's been the major talk about getting him. Um, you know, for the Cowboys at that spot. Um, or you wait till the so, second I mean, round and draft Steve Oliva. Yeah, or you, those you know, you guys. draft somebody. Those are two guys. Yeah. Those are the two guys that have been talked about for the Cowboys, uh, and I'd be happy with either one of them. Um, you know, that, and if we, uh, if, you know, the John Robinson somehow falls to us, I'll be happy with that. Those are the two things I would want out of coming out of this draft is getting either, uh, if B. John's there, take him. If, um, the, one of the left, those two left guards are there, 
take him. Those two positions, um, I'd be very happy with uh, anything else. I really think we can get him um, later on in the draft. If we get, like, a top receiver, like, one of the top receivers fall to us, fine. We still do need uh, help mm-hmm. there, even with Brandon Cooks, because he's kind of we, – we, I mean, you never know how long Brandon Cooks is going to stay somewhere i mean he can he's there one he's week, one year and then he's gone next he's, bro why what like he's a good player <laughs> like, like, like you ever like seen how like he's a really good player he's a phenomenal he's a good he's a good receiver sometimes he's phenomenal like can you just imagine yeah. like being traded that many times and you're like but like, but everyone says, everyone says in the media and in, in like people like love Brandon Cooks as a, like a, a player as like people like y'all say y'all keep loving me, but y'all keep trading me. Like what's going on here? <laughs> like, like that would fuck with my mind. That would mess me up. Like, oh, you're phenomenal. That's yeah. why I traded for you. Then like a year later, you're traded from that team. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. But he, he, at least in the interview. Interviews. He's he's had a good attitude about it, saying, "Well, I mean, they traded for me for a reason, you know. I mean, yeah. they, the other team might trade me away, but you know, he, he's you know, laughs half full type of guy looking at it that way at least, um, you know, because yeah, there's a reason. I mean, because we trade for you because you do mm-hmm. uh, produce, and uh, you know, you're a good player. So you know, like I said, but uh, we have him for now. Like I said, so if we get like a like a top receiver, someone falls to us somehow." Um, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, um, to to add more uh, more depth at the receiver position because um, that that's just for the future as well. Um, and just I don't know about what, what what's going on with the rest of the young guys like Jalen Tolbert or Fahoku or any of those guys or uh, how well their development is going. And if we go uh, some there's some speculation of uh, getting a tight end. Um, there's a Obviously, there's a lot. There's a bunch, there's a a bunch year man. There's for, a bunch. Tight ends. You want um, one? Go get one. There's like six of them. You know, six of we, them. We let go. We let go. Uh, Dalton Schultz. So there is uh, a need there. Um, I like the two guys we got. I love Hendershot and uh, Ferguson. I think they're going to be really good. Yeah. Um, but if we got one, of, but the, the, I mean, the way this draft is, it looks like there's like a difference maker in the t- tight end position. Um, you know, yeah, like, like five of them. One of the, there's five. Of one them. of them can be like. Like mm-hmm. you know, a Kelsey or a Kittle or uh, you know any of those guys. Um, one one of Maybe those tight ends, tight ends drafted, like that. If you yeah. think about it, if like if it's if everything if if the board falls right, and certain teams come up to pick and they're like, I really don't need this position, this position, this position, but I need a tight end, and it could be a couple teams that are like that, and we could see three to four tight ends in the first round. There's like five yeah. or six that have first round grades. Darnell Washington out of Georgia, who's basically a left tackle or a tackle playing tight end. Okay. That man's a freak. You have the Notre Dame tight end and Michael, uh, Michael Mayer, who's been tight end one for the past two and a half years. You have the Oregon state kid, um, Lucas Musgrove that the New York giants actually brought in for a top 30 visit. Uh, because so tight end, maybe a, th- a thing they look at because personally, man, I think, you know, the, the giants have, a possibility of great tight end tandem in Daniel Bellinger and Darren Waller. Point that out. Um, there's a uh, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. There is so Dalton Kincaid, Lucas Musgrove, Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington. 
there's like two more that that I'm like blanking on, but it's like six. It's like six deep. First yeah. time I a tight end class where I'm like, this is six deep, and these are like first round, second round tight ends. Like this isn't a tight end you find in the in the eighth, like the eighth round. What is this? Nineteen nineteen seventy five. Um, in the in the in the sixth round, you know, we found Daniel Bellinger in the fourth round, and he's damn good. He's damn good. But in the, but but imagine like having five or six tight ends that are like these are first round tight ends. Special. This is a special group. It's a dr- special group of, yeah. of of tight ends. Yeah, it's a special group. So yeah, yeah. If they get one, uh, if it's first rounder, uh, especially at twenty six, you know, wouldn't mind it. You know, you know. So there's different. That means Bijan's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, here's the thing, Caleb. If Bijan or a tight or... end. If Bijan or a tight end are out there at 26, you going Bijan or a tight end? Yeah, uh, Bijan. Oh, that's my number one pick, Bijan. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm a Texas fan, but a little biased, but um, I still think we need the running back. We need um guys going to be um there in place of uh, Ezekiel Elliott's role, and I think that's Bijan. Um, so we, we take him and um, – because I think he's great. I mean, he's great. He's one of the best overall players in this draft. So, um, I, I would want to. He just plays running back, unfortunately. Plays running back, unfortunately. Yeah, but that's the thing, Kelp. All right, so Kelp. That's why I think. Robinson, um, no, Robinson going back the to board. Say, say, well, I want to go uh, say on him for one, one quick second. Uh, going back to the way Saquon Barkley, you know, he's asking for money. Um, maybe just, at least just for that uh, uh, position. It should go back to the old way where they just get paid as a rookie for um for as a first round. If they if they get to like if a running back is taken in the first round, which most running backs are are not, um yeah. just pay him like you used to pay him before that they made that rule with the rookie, the rookie rage scale. Yeah. Uh at least, mm-hmm. at least for that running back position, because they produce um at that at, at that position, uh running backs produce when they're rookies. So um, they didn't want to pay guys because you know they didn't want to give guys who haven't done nothing. But I think at that position at running back, I think you can't pay them right away because they will produce um, as, as a rookie. So yeah, man. That like, position, I think that they should change that rule. You know, I understand where you're coming from, Gail. I kind of I get it. Like I get that. Um, if that does happen, that'd be great. Because literally, like you know, for like the first week, people were like, "Oh, Brees Hall, what a bust!" For the first two weeks, and then. Brees Hall was like, oh shit, oh shit, snap, it's Brees Hall. He like, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, you know? had a little couple tore... weeks. I yeah. had to come on at, during midseason. Um, but mm-hmm. they produce, like, once they get going, they get going and they, they're really good in the rookie season. You want to, hey, Kev, you want to know, you want to know a quarter, uh, running back that did that to me that shocked everybody? So in my fantasy draft, I drafted this, this, this rookie running back out of Toledo named Kareem Hunt. You were like, oh, who the hell is Kareem Hunt, you idiot? Best decision I ever made in fantasy. Because I knew about Kareem Hunt because of Toledo being 12-1, and 11-1 with Matt Campbell. So I knew about the Toledo offense. And what he did for Kansas City in his first year. Off the hook. Off the hook. And they've and they've been if they've been they've been drafting his replacement for the past couple of years. First it was Clyde Edwards Elier. Now it's Isaiah Pacheco. They're still trying to look, find Kareem Hunt, the Kansas City Chiefs are. Um, but yeah, running backs, rookie running backs, they produce. Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Caleb. 
Yeah. Didn't he have like what? Didn't he have 1,500 yards as a rookie? Yeah, I think he had 1,600 yards. 1,600 yards as a rookie? Like, it, bro, rookie running backs in Kyle Shanahan's system. You know what I mean? Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. Remember him? His rookie year. The man had 1,400 yeah. or something like that. Running backs can produce as rookies. Because here's the thing about running backs. You're running. You run. You're right. Well, there's there's a tremendous amount of thinking in the pass protection wise. You, you got to know where who to pick up, who and not to pick up in the route tree out of the corporate. Yeah, but like as a running back, you just run. You hand it off. You 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 find a hole and you run through it, and you evade some people. It it's at running backs, rookie running backs in the NFL can adjust quicker. Receivers, it takes a minute because, you know, you're going as cornerbacks. You know, quarterbacks take a minute as well. But running backs, man, give them a week or two. They're ready. Guarantee yeah. you. Bijan they're, Robinson? They're, 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 their uh, careers are so short. So just yeah. pay them. Just pay them right, right away. Yeah. Um, you know, coming point. out of college so point. they can get paid and they don't have to, you know, be holding out on their second contract. Yeah. Caleb, book this right here. Week three, Bijan Robinson. Week three, week three goes crazy. Watch it. Well, whoever drafts him, I don't care whoever drafts him. Week three, watch how he goes. Give him like the first two weeks to get get settled. Week three, week four, because I, I, I want to hedge my bets. I'm I, I learned Caleb. You know, I watch the betting show. I'm hedging my bets. Um, week three, week four, Bijan's gone. He's he's out of this world. It's gonna take him a minute, and then when after that, oof, gone. Him, Jamari Gibbs, Tajay Spears, done. Watch it, it's phenomenal. All right, Caleb. Wow, well, we're, we're towards like towards the end, the last ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, but now let's talk about the other football leagues. The league yeah. that I'm currently wearing, the USFL is coming back uh, on April fifteenth. Yeah, tomorrow on Fox, one one thirty PT. Wait, it's tomorrow, tomorrow. Yet, yeah. yeah, yeah, tomorrow. If you talk about it, as of recording, yes, as of recording, yes, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, uh, the fifteenth. Um, it is at one thirty. It is the Philadelphia Stars. Or against the Memphis Showboats. The Memphis Showboats are the new team in town. New team. They were, yeah. yeah. They who did they replace? I, I don't remember know. who they replaced. Who did they replace last year? I don't remember. Because I know the Generals, Birmingham, Michigan, Houston, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans are the same. Who did Memphis replace? But Philadelphia and the Memphis Stars are in, and then same day, four thirty, New Jersey against Birmingham. Uh they're actually so it's gonna be two. It's gonna actually be two areas of play this year. Last year they only played in Birmingham, only played in Birmingham. But now this week, this year they're gonna be playing in Birmingham and Memphis. So they're gonna have two uh, two sites for games, Birmingham and Memphis. So there's that. Uh, Caleb, you watched last year. You watched the games. I was in and out. I'm making a more of effort this yeah. year. Do you think the Birmingham Stallions repeat as champions? 
And or do you think? Well, back well, yeah, last year they think? had distinct. They played a home game yeah. every single week. So I mean, uh, and then other teams had to play an away game every single week, um, playing that mm-hmm. stadium. Uh, so they had distinct advantage over everybody else. Basically, handed the championship because of that. Um, but but they're still as they saw the advantage. They're still uh, well, at least at least for after game um, for most of their games, they're going to be in that same stadium. Um, obviously, they, they may have to play on the road uh, a, a, a few times. Um, but mostly they're playing in that stadium. Um, so, so they're, they're still probably one of the best teams um, in, in the league going forward. Obviously, there's a lot of changeover because some of these guys, you know, a lot of the guys, well, at least some of the guys like Kamonte Turpin, um, who went um, mm-hmm. to my Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, came an all pro. Uh, you know, you know, these, there's a lot of turnovers in these leagues, uh, different players. Um, some guys went to the XFL as well um that, that type of thing so uh they it's a different team i think it's a different team for all these teams um but you know i think they still have their their core group together and they like i said they're still their headquarters in birmingham of the usfl so i still going still uh going in they're still the favorite uh to win it all i understand where you're coming from absolutely um what, what what do you what do you think is going to happen this year? Like what do you, what do you, what, what, what do you think, man? Like like what what do you what do you, what do you expect to get out of this second iteration of the USFL? Well, I think it's different from the XFL. I think the XFL really wants to be a different league, different NFL, its own thing. Uh not maybe not different NFL, just a different thing altogether. Um USFL is more developmental. Uh, I think um, they're really trying to give these guys opportunity to get to the next um, back into the NFL. Um, and I think they really take that role as being the mental, mental league to the, the NFL. Um, and uh, like I said, there's still a lot of talent there. Cause like I said, there's plenty of guys who went to the NFL and got that chance and made the rosters mm-hmm. in the NFL. And that's, that's what you want to see. I mean, you, you've seen these guys in college, maybe, you know, they were college stars or, you know, they've been in the league and went out, same as the XFL. Um, and, you know, there's different guys because the XFL kind of took away, you know, some guys wanted to get in early, get to, get to the XFL, start playing. And then USFL, you know, kind of got what's left over. <laughs> um, and so, you know, but you still you still know in some of the some of their names, you may have seen them sound last year. And um, you know the guys who stayed on those rosters, um, you could see them uh, once again seem more developed, um, you know, for another year going into it. So I think I'm still excited. I'm still excited to see any football. Really, I think it's a lot of football to watch now. That spell US spell for at least for a few more weeks. Um, so uh, it's a lot of football to watch out, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, so I'm looking over the the defending champions roster, uh, the Birmingham Stallions. Um, I recognize these names, Bo Scarborough. Um, uh, I I recognize. Yep, uh, J- Jamari Smith, um, the starting quarterback from last year, Jace Stenberger. Uh, I definitely remember him. He was a Packer. Um, there is trying to see anyone else. Oh. 
Zaquandre White, Zaquandre White, Thaddeus Moss, Zaquandre White, that Thad Moss. Oh wow, Randy Moss's son. Okay, he's on yeah. the teams. Um, I'm trying to see anyone else that I that I'm, I'm on the defense now. Looking to see if I know anybody uh, on the defense. I don't really know anybody. That's perfectly fine. Oh, Scooby Wright the third. Of course, I know Scooby. Yeah, even a big star last last year. Yeah, who doesn't love Scooby? Big fan of Scooby. Um, there's that. Let me see if anybody in the special teams. Nope. So like, there's that. Um, I'm with you, Caleb. They so one of these spring leagues. I think, especially with the USFL, they want to be a developmental connection league with the NFL because the NFL is the only league that really doesn't have a developmental league. If you think about it. You know, the NBA still has the college ranks, but it also has the G League. Major League Baseball has college. You can you can draft college kids and high school kids still. But when you do draft them, you send them to your development leagues. High A, double A, triple A, single A, all that stuff. The minors. Like, yeah. But the NFL truly uses their minor league system. It's college, it's college football. football. It's college football, yeah. yeah. It's college football. But there, there's no league where, like, if they don't work out, there's no, you know, minor yeah. league to send them back down so they can mm-hmm. develop a little more and then bring them exactly. back up. Yeah. So but this I can't think, be it. This is it for them. US I think this can be, be it because of one specific reason. Who owns the USFL? Fox. Who pays a bunch of money to the NFL? Fox. Who helps run the USFL? Moose Johnson. You know, like the end, like that's what Fox is. Fox Fox is trying to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, he's also. Well, no, he's actually one of the presidents. Moose Johnson. He is. He's one of the presidents. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You know, good on for Moose Johnson. You know, he may stink at calling games, but he knows how to run a league. Good for him. Um. That's just me talking shit. I'm sorry, you're Bruce. I'm kidding. You're you know, hey man, you're like I wasn't talking about Tony Romo. You want to go to Tony Romo? I'll talk smack. I'm a I'm a hater. Okay. Yeah, I said it. I'm a I'm a hater. All right. I can admit that. I hate on Cowboys. Oh, Wilson sucks too. You're right. No, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Yeah. It's kind of unfair that they had to replace Phil Simms with Tony Romo. Why is that? Why did y'all replace him with somebody else? Give me somebody like that that doesn't that wasn't kind of like a, a double slap in the face. Uh, but that's the point. They want to help the NFL create a, a, a developmental league. And I understand where they're coming from. Um, I just need one of these leagues to survive more than four years. You know, I'm I'm sorry. The AAF hey, number two. That's that's longer than the AEF. Yeah, that lasted what four weeks? Five weeks. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. Man, I remember watching those commercials with Heinz Ward and all those Steve Spurrier and Heinz Ward, and you're like, hey, yeah. My brain hurts already. Speaking of Heinz Ward, uh XFL. The XFL, but now let's talk about the XFL. We are get, getting down to the last couple weeks of the XFL. The Houston Roughnecks have clinched a spot in the championship game, as well as the Arlington Renegades. Um Week nine, technically the Vipers Roughnecks game has no stakes. It's a game. Mm. Um, 
Orlando, San Antonio definitely doesn't matter. I'm sorry, Olanda. The Guardians are awful. They're horrible. It's a horrible game. Trash. It's a horrible game. Trash game. Uh, the defenders have already clinched a spot, and the Renegades have already clinched. So technically, yep. it's just bragging rights. Yep. But this is the game of the week because I want to go back to last week for first. Last week, last week. All right, what, what do you got from last week? The greatest week of XFL football. Yes, go. It was. It just was. It was the greatest week. Um, all the games were close. Every single game um, came down to the wire. Uh, we we have not seen an overtime game. And we got two overtime games um, in this past week. Um, Vipers, Battlehawks uh, went to overtime, uh, started off. Uh, Vipers had it the whole game. I mean, we kind of just did what we do every single game. We've done it week in, week out. We look good for most of the game, and then we just screw it up because mm-hmm. we make mistakes. We cause penalties, mm-hmm. and we do dumb things. This is so undisciplined, such an undisciplined team, uh, Vegas is. Um and we lose it. We lose it in overtime. Uh, do you like how they do overtime? Um, this so they get you know each team gets three chances at a two point conversion, and whoever comes out, um, you know with the, oh, like the shootout, all oh, the shootouts, the shootout. Yeah. Um, it's different, different. Um, um. Yeah, I kind of do because it's different. You know, it's, you know, each, each overtime is a little different, you know. Uh, and you know what, Caleb, Caleb, I, you remember when you remember we had that famous discussion about, you know, when Josh Allen couldn't, didn't have a chance to score, he should have given Josh yeah. Allen a chance to score. And me and you said, first team play will win. Defense. Yeah. Play said, defense. Play, play defense. defense. And guess death. what? First These teams play defense and they stopped them. Exactly. That's why I said it doesn't like this whole giving back and back and forth. That's why I don't like it. Uh, like, just play defense. Like, like we, yeah, we just I, don't I, care I, about defense no more. That we just... That's what I'm saying, man. Because uh, here's the thing, Caleb. Remember back in the day where it was first person who scores wins the game, and then they would drive and just kick a field goal and game's over? Yeah. We'll stop them. Yeah. You shouldn't have got there. For, first of all, you shouldn't have got to overtime. Uh, if, if you don't want to go to overtime, just play to win the game and go for two mm-hmm. at the end of regulation. Exactly. Or, or uh, I mean, that then um, then that don't happen. Um, but and then if you get to the overtime, then play defense. Don't let them score. Play defense. That's simple. And I like I, I like the the reason it's like three chances each. It's over. Best best score. Best out of three. And here's the thing too. Like, don't don't they both stay on the field at the same time? Like they split mm, the no. field. Oh no! Do they they have to rotate no. out? No, I thought they yeah, did. They... Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. But still. No, they they they, they rotated. But perfect. Still, you get three chances. You get three chances. That's it. That's all you get. That's it. Three best at best out of you score one, and they score two. It's over. Yeah, sometimes you go perfect. You have to. If they, if, uh, if you know the one team scores like twice and another team doesn't score, then you don't even go to the third chance and it's just over. Yeah, exactly. It's best, it's best, it's best out of three. It's best out yeah. of three. You go, you go over, you go, you go over two and they go. Yeah, game over. They go two for two. It's over. You know, you want, you, 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 if you go over two, you want them to go one for two and then you, you score on the third and you stop them on the third. 
You know what I mean? And then you go to a fourth, and then la, it just keeps going like that. But best two out is best two out of three, and I yeah. like it. And uh, Bad Hawks um, won it without AJ McCarron. He was out with a shoulder injury. Um, not sure how long he's going to be out, but that's going to be major for if they want to get into the playoffs. What they're going to do in the playoffs? Um, but they don't have AJ McCarron because he's a big part. The reason why they're very good because this uh, Nick Diano he wasn't good at all. Um, somehow they still won, even though um, didn't play well. Um, but that's just more on the Vipers, you know, just you know, completely choking. Um, yeah, you know, then also the, the, you know, uh, you know, you know why the Battlehawks won that game? Why the Battlehawks won that game? 38,000 people, that's why. 38,000, <laughs> yeah, probably 38,000. And as far as uh, we did, there was a trade made in uh, the units, uh, in, in the XFL. Um, our quarterback uh, from the Vipers, Luis Perez, um, really liked him. I thought he was playing well. He was traded to the Renegades. Um, and I, I forget what, what they actually traded him for, um, but they did give uh, – he started for the Renegades this past weekend. Uh, played decent. Uh, wasn't that great. Um, they end up winning the game. They, the Renegades win because they get turnovers. They lead the league in turnovers. and But the rest of their offense sucks. I mean, they're, they they don't know how to play offense. They're terrible. They play really good defense, um, and they're that's why their games are really really boring. They're all low scoring, um, and but they're four and four. And they kind of I mean I don't really think this team they're, they're going to make the playoffs, but that's only because the, the South's not very good. Yeah, and but they don't deserve to make the playoffs because I it, it sucks that uh the you know the Battle Hogs or the Sea Dragons not going to make the playoffs. Because they're way better than even they're they're better than the Roughnecks. You know, both those teams are better than Roughnecks, and they're not gonna um, not gonna make the playoffs. Um, one of those teams, so that, that kind of sucks. And the Renegades are gonna make the playoffs because you know the Vipers and Brahmas are uh, you know really bad. Um, but we'll get to the Brahmas Roughnecks. Uh, Roughnecks win by two. Um, Brandon, I mean they they went on a skid. They started four zero. They went on a three game losing streak. They look awful. They finally got back in the win column, but they still don't look good doing it. Um, they were still pretty bad. Brandon Silvers has been playing like ass for weeks now. Um, they had no running game anymore. Um, they still play good, you know, been their thing all year, uh, play good defense. So that's how they win, win mm-hmm. games. But their offense sucks um, now. And, you know, going into, going into the playoffs – don't know how they how well they're gonna play. Uh, you know, it's gonna be another rough next renegades game, you know, in the playoffs. Um, we've seen two of those already, and both of those games are boring as hell. <laughs> so not look forward to the that part of the, the, the playoffs of that of that game. Um the South Division title. It is what it is. Um, what's that? The South Division title. That's something probably not yeah. going to be able to watch. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a good one. Those Roughnecks, Renegades games are just not exciting to watch. A lot of defense, not a lot of offense, and just blah. Um, but oh, the best game of the weekend was the defend, uh, Defenders versus the Sea Dragons. Um, DC's got uh, already got a spot in the uh, playoffs, but the Sea Dragons are still trying to fight in, uh, to get in. Um, Danucci's been the best quarterback um, throughout the Whole entire expel season. Excuse me. Excuse me. What you say, Caleb? Repeat that. He's been repeat the best. That, Caleb. He's repeat had that, the most Caleb. Starts. He repeat, has the most repeat it starts. one more time, Caleb. Repeat what you said. Repeat it one more time. 
Peter, one more time. Um, then the nooch has been the best. You goddamn right. The nooch. The nooch. And um apologize. He, he shines again, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh plays great. They signed Philip Lindsay. Um yes, they did uh yes, late did. in the season. Uh, but he didn't do too much. He scored a touchdown, um, but didn't get really too many yards. Um, somehow this guy, Jawan Green, comes out of nowhere, catches 142 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, Pearson's been their guy, uh, been their guy in the receiving core. Um, but this uh, Jawan Green just came out of nowhere and um blew up um in this game. They still uh they could not convert this uh, the two-point conversion in the end. They lose to the defenders. Uh, Jordan Town finally has a great game because he yeah, hasn't Tam, really yeah. been good uh, for most of the season. They basically win because of the running game. Um, but now he, he shined in this game, 247 yards, four passing touchdowns. So looked really good. You know, Chris Blair, Chris Blair, five yeah. catches, 148, 29.6 yards of carrying the touchdown. Did pretty good, pretty good, man. Um, yeah, Man, so it was a really back of the game, pretty much all, all game. And um, but yeah, defenders seven and one. I mean, they they look like they've been the best team um all season. I didn't really think they uh looked good at the beginning of the part, even though they were winning. Now they're just you know, they're telling it now. You know, they, they have a formula that works, and um, you know, it, a lot of off a lot more more offense than you know what the south provides. Um, the North provides all the offense, you know. So they're their favorite, their favorite to win going into the play uh to win it all going into the playoffs. Um and so we'll see we'll see what happens. All right, perfect, Caleb. So week nine, we already went over it. Uh the Roughnecks yep. Vipers game means nothing. See Dragons Battlehawks Sunday. That's the one that Sunday means everything. At noon. Sunday at noon is the game <laughs> of the day xfl or usfl because they're both playing those two days both are playing on the 15th and the 14th but the fourth the 15th and the 16th but the game on the 16th that matters the most espn 12 p.m pacific 3 p.m eastern we have the seattle sea grand street dragons against the st louis battle hawks they're at it's it's an away game so the seahawks no, sea Dragons. Home no, the Sea Dragons are going into hostile territory. The Battle Hawks have had yeah. the X Factor yes. out of all the teams. Those 38,000 strong in St. Louis. Can they carry them to a victory? Because if AJ McCarron ain't playing, they have to show up and shake Ben DiNucci. And if Ben DiNucci needs to show you, either he's the man. That's why I hope he plays. That's why I hope it's good. Those are if McCarron plays, those are the two best quarterbacks um in the league. So them seeing them going at it's gonna be uh awesome to see. Perfect. All right. Caleb, that's the wrap, man. Where can people find you? Uh-huh. You can find me at, at uh NFL Caleb22 on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me on uh this show. Uh, next week, every week on Fridays, you know. Yep. Uh, Fridays, show, guys. So. Nowadays we're on, we're we're here Fridays, three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern. Every Friday, live or pre-taped. We're back. Two weeks off, but we're back. We gave you a long show, an hour and eleven minutes. 
We usually don't like going more than an hour, but we wanted to talk because we haven't been able to talk for two weeks. So we talked a lot. I talked a lot. I went off on tangents like I'm doing one right now. But without shadow of a doubt, thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful day or wh- whatever time you're watching this. This is going to be pre-recorded. You could be having breakfast. You could be having dinner, brunch, whatever. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. And get ready for some football. A lot of football. Draft. USFL. XFL. The last weeks of April, jam-packed. So everyone, stay cool. Stay calm. See y'all next week.